Hey there, this is AJ Fry from Interspace Week Nights 6 and 11 on Space, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. Aw. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 233. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi, Jay, and as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here in the L5J studios. This week, this episode of An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by the Toronto Comics Anthology. That's right, they're back, yet another year. Kickstarter is happening right now for Toronto Comics, Young at Heart, a.k.a. Toronto Comics Anthology Volume 4. Uh, it's a very exciting year. They're returning with 210 pages of full-color stories inspired by the city we love. That's right. For the first time ever, the anthology will be in color, and that is fantastic. Right now, as we sit and talk and you hear this being recorded, um, they have reached a goal. 193 backers have given them $6,280. That's just about halfway of a $14,000 goal. 18 days to go. Plenty of time to do it. Please get on there. Go to tocomics with an x.com, t-o-c-o-m-i-x.com, or just go to Kickstarter and put in Toronto Comics Young at Heart. Of course, Young is spelt Y-O-N-G-E, as in Young Street. Here in Toronto, of course, one of, if not the longest street in the world, uh, if you didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, Toronto Comics, young at heart. Please go pledge, support. Uh, it's very important. We got to keep uh, this wonderful operation going because every year the Toronto Comics Anthology provides an incredible platform for new and old creators from the city to come together and tell stories uh, about the city that they love and live in. It's not just stories from Toronto creators. It's stories about Toronto. And trust me, in some whacked out ways, it's not, not all straight up, you know, nonfiction. They get pretty crazy with, uh, with, with their ideas and you gotta check it out. So it's very, very cool. Very proud to be, uh, brought to you this week by the Toronto Comics Anthology. Toronto Comics Young at Heart. Uh, in fact, this week, uh, for the episode, we once again ventured out of the L5J studios down to one of our favorite spots in Toronto and that would be the Sidekick Comic Cafe. If you haven't been to the Sidekick, you need to go. It's uh, on Queen Street, north side of Queen Street, just east of Leslie. Fantastic little establishment. It's a wonderful place to go. If you prefer to just sit and enjoy a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, or Americano decaf espresso, play a board game, perhaps read a book or a comic, or converse with your friends making pod, whichever 
whatever you wish to do, the sidekick is a fantastic establishment to accomplish any of these actions. So please go and check out the Sidekick Comic Cafe. Go. Do it. It's quickly becoming the hub of the Toronto comic book community's social activities. So uh, please go there and support because we love that place. And uh, I love to go there and make pods, so it must remain. Um, yeah, there you go. This week on the show, uh, I chat with a few of the contributors uh, from the anthology. I chat with a uh, writer and one of the lead editors, Mr. Aaron Feldman. Uh, I chat with writing contributor, Mr. Jeff Estrella. And I uh, speak with, uh, you know him, one of our old uh, zany regulars. That's right. Uh, artist Sean Daly. Uh, we met up at the sidekick. One beautiful sunny Saturday afternoon, and we sat and we had this conversation that you are about to hear. Uh, unfortunately, the last like minute of the conversation got cut off because it ran out of disk space because we were we were jabbing on so much. Uh, but the last minute, what we were going into is what I'm going to tell you right now, and that's about the Kickstarter itself. Again, go to Kickstarter Toronto Comics Young at Heart Y O N G E. Um, yeah, and uh, Pledge. They've got uh, tons of cool tiers and rewards and all that good stuff. Five bucks will get you a digital copy. Twenty bucks will get you a physical book and a PDF, uh, which you can actually uh, arrange to pick up at the Toronto Comics Arts Festival if you're going to be there. And you should be, of course, because it's uh, such a distinguished event you must attend. Thirty dollars will get you the physical book, PDF, and a print set. Uh, prints from different stories in the anthology. 40 bucks will get you a physical book, prints, PDF, and a t-shirt. Comfy Monkey t-shirt. 50 bucks will uh, get you all the books. And $70 will get you the whole shebang. $70, I want everything. You'll get all four volumes of the Toronto Comics Anthology. Uh, a bunch of prints, uh, the mini comics they've made, and a Comfy Monkey t-shirt. It's a really, really cool deal. So please, again, go to Kickstarter and support... Uh, if you're around this coming weekend, March 17th, the uh, Toronto Comic Con happening at the Metro Toronto Comic, uh, <laughs> comic. They might as well make it a comic convention permanently at this point. The Metro Toronto Convention Center. That's right down there on Bremner Avenue. Beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, March 17th, happening this weekend. I'm very, very excited, but if you want to come down, you can meet a whole bunch of the folks who are involved in the anthology, uh, even if they're just contributors, but you can also meet Stephen Andrews and uh, a lot of the editors there. Uh, they usually set up a table, come on down, say hello. Uh, you know, maybe pick up the old volume so you can get excited about the new one, but uh, color. Very, very excited that it's coming in color. But Toronto Comic Con, you have to be there. All the kids are coming up. We got Bob Sally coming all the way over from Boston. We got uh, Jay Fosgett, uh, Casey Pierce, and Travis McIntyre. Uh, they're all coming uh, to bring the Source Point. A little bit of Source Point press in the T-Dot. And it's about time. It's years in the making, and it's a long time overdue. So they're all coming to hang out in the T-Dot and represent the Source Point press. I can't wait to have my, all my friends here. It's going to be uh, delicious times indeed. So that's right. This weekend, Toronto Comic Con. I'm going to be bringing you so much epic pod. So much epic gorilla pod will be made. And I will bring it to you from the trenches like no one else. We will be chatting it up with all them crazy comic creators. So uh, here we go. This week, I chat with a few of the contributors of the Toronto Comics Anthology, my conversation from the sidekick comic cafe. My gosh, you have to go there. Please do. But for now, please enjoy my conversation with uh, contributors, 
writer and editor, Mr. Aaron Feldman, writer, Mr. Jeff Estrella, and artist, Mr. Sean Daly. Here we go. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, I wanted to make a McGriddle sandwich with chicken in it, but you can't get two <coughs> McGriddles. Unless yeah. they, they haven't added them yet. I, I do want to try a, a, a yeah. sausage McMuffin done like a Big Mac. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why not? Why yeah, not? Why they, not? Would they be like, sorry, we can't. Well, I don't know. They do crazy stuff yeah. nowadays. And McDonald's has like a secret menu. <laughs> they'll, they'll make it. At least they yeah. used to. <laughs> well, I know there's menu. a lot of things you could top things up with this. Or if you, like, if you wanted to say, I want to, um, I want to, uh, like, you'll have to pay extra, but it's like, I want a Big Mac, but I want Chicken McNuggets inside it. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, we, <laughs> we got to do it. They'll make it. Well, we were down at uh, the Geekery down in Niagara Falls mm-hmm. there for, uh, the artist Niagara Artist Showcase and Sam Noir yeah. ate. I can't remember what it was called. From McDonald's or no? This was oh. from the Geekery. Oh, the, that's the place. Yeah. And it was a hamburger. No, it was two patties between three grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah, that's yes. that's like the good back. god. So it was like right. a Big yeah. Mac of yeah. No. Yeah. He said he eat it all. He ate it all. Yeah, oh my god. He's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's, yeah. He died. He was this high. It was <laughs> yeah. like a foot high, and he devoured it. Wow. It. And yeah. then we went out for dinner. That's <laughs> like two hours later. Oh, the guy's god. insane. Yeah. Um, that's not okay. I respect. My respect for him has just gone up even more. Oh, it's like, insane. Yeah, that's amazing. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, incredible things. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on your accomplishment there, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sam Noir. Yeah. As we enter an elegant weapon, episode 232. I'm Jay. I'm here again, kids. And once again, out of the L5J studios here at the Sidekick Cafe in beautiful Leslieville. As usual, when I'm here, I'm hanging out with Toronto Comics Anthology folk. This week, Aaron Feldman. Hello. Jeff Estrella. Hello. And our favorite, Mr. Sean Daly. Good day. Good day. Gentlemen, thanks for hanging Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, favorite. Yeah. We like to, we, we get excited. But Sean's yeah. been there since the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, how, how long have I been doing this show now? Five years? Yeah, around and, there. And, you know, we made contact in the very beginning because I started, I'd always been going to Fan Expo. I've been going to Fan Expo for maybe 12, 13 years. And, uh, but never sat and talked with artists or anything like that much you know just got my commission said hello mm-hmm. um, but then I started the show and it became this excuse to start to talk to people more and more and more and he was one of the first from the very beginning yeah yeah. I don't know how that happened was it you were just walking around is it that somehow I think it involved Twitter yeah, yeah. I don't know why, because we've been Twitter friends. Yeah, that's like true, like for four years, yeah. yeah. So somehow there was like a mix of like, maybe we met on Twitter and then I saw you were going to be at the show, so I was like, sweet. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly how it happened, like actually. That. Yeah, and yeah. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, five years yeah, now, man. that's bananas. And at the time, you had been, what, two years into even drawing at all? I think I had just started. Yeah? I was just getting into it. I feel like you got year. somewhere? Nope. No. <laughs> no. No, not at all. You've accomplished nothing. No, but I'm having fun. Yeah. So I, I disagree, but that's. I think, I think you've, you're getting. Yeah. I think a lot of people really disagree. Um, uh, Tara Quill, of course, mm-hmm. uh, was the beginning of it all, sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. That was, yeah, number one. I, th- I was just like, it was the year that we met, actually, I think, yeah. at Fan Expo. Because yeah. I needed something. Like, I had signed up for the expo, and I was like, all right, now I need something yeah. to sell. And it was like, I have nothing. Like, what the hell am I going to do? So I just was like, well, comics, I guess. 
Yeah. I guess. Like, why? It's Comic Con. You were doing music. I was, yeah. Yeah. And prints and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, oh, you were doing. I was doing, yeah, a, a couple prints, but then it was like, well, it's Comic Con. Like, yeah. you can't just show up without comics, right? Right. And then that's how how that yeah. all and came. You got, there's a new Terraquil you almost got ready for. Yeah. For, That'll for be Toronto Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. what day is that? That's the 17th? 17th? Yeah. It's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day Comic Con. Oh, that's going to be a man. wild weekend. Yeah, and yeah. we in fact have Mr. Bob Sally of the Salvagers coming out from Boston. Ooh. So we're even adding, adding a little Boston sprinkling yeah. to our St. Sad. It's ex- exciting. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was thinking on the drive down here, it's funny because uh, it's beautiful and sunny out right now. And every time I come to the sidekick, for some reason, it's a beautiful sunny day. Mm-hmm. So I should come here every day, and that way it'll always be sunny in Toronto. That's true. Do you think? <laughs> but it might be because on days where it's like shitty, and you look outside, and you're supposed to drive down here, you're just like fuck that, I'm not going. You know what? <laughs> yeah, that may very well. Yeah. Be the but I think yeah, you might have nailed it. <laughs> I can remember one or two of those days where I sent Andrew a message and was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it is an easy drive from Clarkson to here, but right it's on. still a drive yeah. from Clarkson to here. But I think I've only missed one of the socials so that, far. I think that's uh, fewer than I've missed. So, yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, No, it's great that you guys are doing this, too. I mean, hey, it's awesome now that Chris put this place here. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got the sidekick. And if you guys out there haven't been to the ca- uh, cafe, you've got to come down. Uh, just east of Leslie on uh, in Leslieville on Queen mm-hmm. and uh, now we have this awesome super cool comfy hangout and the Toronto Comics Anthology has started doing socials uh, one, yeah, Sunday one, some, one Sunday just a month everybody come on down. you don't yeah. have to be part of the organization you don't have to be part of the anthology if you just want to pe- meet people involved and mingle and since the closing of the comic book lounge a while ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Toronto's lacked this thing. So kudos on you guys. Whose idea was this? It's, uh, that would definitely be Andrew, Andrew's, yeah. yeah who, um, well, yeah, I think it originally started as uh, when people were working on um, the, uh, must have been like the second anthology. Um, he'd want to do meets just so that everyone can kind of communally go over the script and everyone would read each other's scripts or yeah yeah exactly (laughs) any excuse um i think you know there were fewer editors back then too so it was good to it was more the idea was this was being made by the community like by this group of people the collective so everyone would look at everyone's pencils everyone's inks and then i think yeah he he liked doing it so much it was and then every now and then even if something wasn't due pencils weren't due he'd say well let's uh, come hang out anyways i think that was as far back as the lounge and then um Lounge closed down, and so then we kind of relocated to uh, Story Planet uh, by Dufferin and um, I'm not familiar. Uh, Bloor. That's uh, it was like a um, not-for-profit or- organization where people would uh, do writing workshops with kids okay. and what have you. So it was a good learning space. Um, they're still around, but that space isn't around anymore. So maybe right. there was the uh, the Toronto Comics curse. So we're here now, <laughs> though, on. where it's great. Don't you yeah. all be messing with this joke, yeah. okay? I like no, it it's excellent here, yeah. The decaf is utterly amazing, so I always drink too many. Um, are you editing again this year, or are you yeah. just contributing? You are editing. Yeah, I'm edi- editing alongside uh, Stephen Andrews and um, Allison O'Toole. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're the same, it's the same editorial team as last uh, nice. last issue. Nice. Which I think we did a we did a podcast with you last year, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. did, uh, well, it's been cool, because I've been, uh, like like we're saying, it's been, it's a very transparent process. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the guys in the back are always, especially on Facebook, 
You know, you can show everything down to the penny, like budgets, oh, pencils, yeah, yeah. like the whole entire process. Yeah, it's really tough to embezzle yeah. from this. <laughs> yeah. So it's neat that in the beginning you guys hold the actual, just like the, not even the pitch meeting, just like, hey, we're going to do it again. Who wants to submit? We met at uh, the library there. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, right on. Just these initial meetings. So it's cool to track the process of how this yeah. has kind of been going through the podcast. So yeah. It's been yeah. awesome, you know, because this is the first one from the beginning. I kind of got to know you guys as like, right. three was pretty much ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been cool to see it as a joint thing. And you guys are stepping it up this year, color. Yeah, full color. You know, yeah. That's really exciting. <laughs> so I can't wait to see it this time, you know. But you're contributing as well. Yeah, uh, I yeah. think so. All three of us have a story that's going to also be in the uh, anthology. So I, um, in addition to editing, I'm also a writer. So I'm writing a story that's going to be in there. Um, that's sort of, I guess I could say what it's about. It's uh, uh, the idea of... Uh, I'm supposing Toronto. Yeah, it's about Toronto. <laughs> Actually, I don't I know if you've heard of it. should add that quickly yeah. for anybody who's yeah. unfamiliar with the anthology is that it's not just Toronto artists, it's Toronto, it's stories about Toronto. Yeah, exactly. In yeah. fact, some of our artists aren't from Toronto. They've right. been to Toronto, they've lived in Toronto, right. but, um, but the idea is, yeah, every story has to uh, feature or be about or say something about Toronto in some way. Um, and so the one I'm doing is the idea is it's these um, fantasy monsters who are playing a role-playing game where they're pretending to be people living in Toronto who are like have to go about and use the TTC and stuff. Yeah. So um, that, that's the one I'm doing. It's pretty lighthearted. The last few I've done have been pretty depressing. Um, Jeff's also <laughs> another writer. Why don't you tell? Yeah, let's get to know Jeff because yeah. Jeff is the one fellow here at the table I don't know. Oh, yeah. Tell us about yourself, Jeff. Um, myself or my story? Uh, I guess all I of it. Give us it all. Uh, what year did it begin? Yeah, well, <laughs> I started writing back in now. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I'm. This is my second volume that I've written a story for. I was in the third volume that just passed, and um, generally, uh, my th so my story in the th this one is um, about these two kids. So I grew up in Scarborough, like out on the East End, um, and it's a interesting place <laughs> to grow up. Um, so it's about these two kids who are uh, trying to. Um, steal this car that's in front of this strip club that's in Scarborough um, and it's kind of part of the marquee of the strip club um, as a like a hazing ritual to get into a gang um, but really it's about like their relationship with each other and their desire to kind of get out of this bad neighborhood that they grew up in um, which is kind of a, a thing that I like to write about, I guess. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. You identify with the situation. I do. I definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and I did get out of Scarborough, so. <laughs> yeah. And now you're here yeah. with us. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm out. Are you in the core then? Are you living in the city? Uh, well, I've lived uh, all over Toronto, really, actually. So um, I used to live uptown. Uh, I used to live in Scarborough. I lived, used to live downtown, and now I live out on the West End. So I live in the Junction now. So I still live in Toronto. Um, I've basically lived here my whole life. Uh, I moved here as a, like really young from the Philippines, so it's uh, it's 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 my home. It's my hometown for sure. Right on. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> you say it, uh, Toronto, the Philippines, and the artists that we have who have come over. You know, Aaron's story, Aaron Ong uh -huh, shared yeah. his story of coming over and everything. And uh, I don't know. It's you guys keep popping up. It's sticking out. <laughs> no, it's true. It's uh, well, something about the Philippines sending some talented people over here to Toronto. I think that there's a big following um, in the Philippines uh, for comics. I don't know why that is, but like they just love it there. 
and I know a lot of like a lot of my cousins and I know a lot of guys that just wanted to do it they always wanted to draw and uh, there's a few guys I know that did kind of become more famous and, and get get some credit a few guys from Scarborough uh, yeah. uh, probably most famously Francis Manipal. He's from Scarborough. He went to high school with a few of my cousins. Uh, so he and he like is a big deal now. So, oh yeah, huge yeah. deal. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. That like other guys from the neighborhood, other Filipino guys got out. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's not it's not a hard thing to accomplish. I mean, that's one cool thing about the anthology is it's a good example of the city's multiculturalism in itself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the, the amount of different people that are involved in this project are nuts. You know? Yeah. So you're more of a suburb kid originally, aren't you? I yeah I, I um pretty much I mean uh, I mean I, I was originally born in Ottawa, but I spent uh, maybe my early Toronto years sort of in the West End, um, like the in the like Dufferin and Lawrence area. Okay, and, so you like, grew up as a kid in the city. In the like, city, you know, but uh, streetcar hopping and stuff. Yeah, I mean, but pretty much by the time I was like seven or eight, I moved to a little bit more um, like North Toronto area, like okay. Young and Lawrence and okay. what have yeah, you. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's been pretty like straight up suburban. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, or I guess residential, uh, straightforward. But you know, I'm downtown all the time. Sure, sure. Um, well, I love yeah. running into diamonds in the rough like you, because they're fun to talk about. The kids who grew up like you know playing in the streets of Toronto. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I've been a Degrassi kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird, uh, weird upbringing. You know, but again, yeah, they, it's the perfect match. The anthology for the city, it really is, and it's cool that uh, where did it originally come from? The idea to make it about the city. I think that was Ty Templeton's idea. I wasn't involved in the first one, but uh, the story, from what I understand, is that um, Stephen Andrews, a few other of the original editors, and um, a lot of the original contributors were all taking uh, one of Ty Templeton's uh, comic book boot camp courses. I think maybe the writing for comics course, something like that. And for I'm, you know, I'm sure there's been a lot of tight people who have come up through Ty Templeton's classes, oh my God. like on your show. Are you kidding? Yeah, it's <laughs> I'd, I'd almost put it at maybe eighty like percent. Yeah, the creators who are from Toronto that put on my show have been through some courses. Yeah, he's yeah. he's kind of I kind of see him as like kind of like the the Lorne Michaels of Toronto totally. <laughs> comics talent. Good analogy. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so there were a bunch of people who took this course and and I think they were at a bar one day or one night I assume um, and they were kind of saying that they, you know it was great to be learning about comics but they wanted to make comics and they wanted to make it all together and they're like okay well we'll get everyone in the class we're going to make this anthology and the theme will be pirates who live on an island of garbage and they were like this is great this is so cool and then they told Ty about it and he was like that's not a good idea um, he's like but he's like you're all from Toronto like that's one thing that you all have in common people will want to read about that so why don't you do a Toronto themed anthology and so so I think really this is Ty's brainchild and then some, I mean obviously that uh, Stephen Andrews and the other editors cultivated and they came up with that first uh volume about four years ago right. Um, right. so that was where the, the idea first came yeah, from yeah no like it's amazing and not just people who have been in the anthology even though there's so many of them but you know people outside the anthology have been influenced in some way by Ty whether even having taken a class or just spent like 20 minutes talking to him mm -hmm. yeah oh absolutely it, it's, yeah. yeah we're very very lucky to have that here I mean we talk about this a lot on this show when we have groupings and get togethers but 
it's it's unlike anywhere else except maybe New York City and a lot of the artists working there for the big two are at least for Marvel now at this point that uh, DC left but you know they've all moved there from somewhere right on Toronto like nowhere else has top tier professionals all across southern Ontario in in oodles and oodles of insane amounts like it shouldn't even be right yeah it's almost like they're importing them or something but the amount of top tier names and the way they all get involved and there's this really cool structure in Toronto from like the indie of the indie who are able to take Ty's courses and learn something mm-hmm. to like then like like the anthology. Yeah. And you've got like the raid studio. Right, right. And then you've got guys like Lashley and guys uh-huh. working for the top who are, yeah. you know, so there's so much opportunity. And I've pegged it over the years to the education and the art culture in Ontario, like so many museums, yeah. so many schools, other places just don't have that. Yeah. You know, do you guys get that sense? You meet a lot of people kind of coming through the schools and people are actually well-educated in art and how to do this stuff? Yeah, well, I think it also really snowballs, right? Because um, once you start getting the reputation for that, you start drawing people from all around Ontario are gonna just gravitate towards this area, even if they didn't necessarily grow up with that stuff. Yeah. Anyone who has that interest in comics they're going to be um, very aware of Toronto and then want to move towards it. And like, I think a lot of a uh, big thing too is the education, as you said. Yeah. I think a lot of people nearby, if, if they want to be writers or uh, want to learn about this stuff, they'll move to. A lot of people came, I think, through Toronto for university or college right, as well. Yeah, yeah. or so. even Sheridan. Like Sheridan yeah. is, you know, it's such a hub for everything going on. It's crazy. Right on, yeah. You guys were friends before getting all into this, were you not? Or yeah. How um, did you guys meet and get to know each other? Uh, oh, I guess like after Aaron and I, we finished school, what, 2007? When did we finish 2008, 2008. 2008, yeah. And, uh, we both uh, probably got jobs at a bookstore. Yeah, I was going to say, we both, nice. you know, aspiring writers, so <laughs> yeah. we work in retail right away. Yeah, yeah. so we met at uh, uh, Indigo well, Books. Indigo at, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, we worked at the one at uh, Young and Eglinton yeah. for a few years together, and that's kind of how we, we met. We became friends because we both love comics. Yeah. Right on. Star so, Wars and stuff like that, so. Were you, like, come on into the <laughs> anthology, or do you guys kind of... Yeah, so by the time I... Because I, I had heard about this around the second... Uh, second volume when they were putting together the second volume they put a wider call so it wasn't just people from that class right so I heard about it I said well okay I'll, I'll, I'll pitch to it and then that's where I sort of became better friends with uh, Stephen and uh, and the other editors so that when I was asked to edit the third one I that's when I was talking to Jeff and cool. who has been you know a very interested in writing doing a lot of writing since then and so I knew he'd be great for the for the series. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So what's your entry all about? What do you got going in there? Uh, the, for the fourth one? Yeah. Uh, well, I did, I did that. So the, the one I just talked about was the fourth one. Okay, yeah, sorry. So that yeah. was the, uh, the, the, with the kids trying to get out of Scarborough. Um, yes. Generally, that's kind of what I like to write about uh, right now. Like, I like to write sort of immigrant stories, uh, being an immigrant myself, and, uh, growing up uh, in like similar circumstances to the characters I like to write about. Um, in the third one, I wrote a story about a kid who gets lost um, in Toronto and he can't speak, he doesn't speak any English, um, but he comes from this long line of people who can see like the spirits of the, of the dead. And so the spirits of the immigrants who came before him help him find his family again. I remember this story. So that's, okay. that was the one I wrote All there. Right. And it, it nice. kind of happened, like, I mean, obviously I don't, I don't see spirits or anything, but I did, I, when I came here, I didn't speak any English. Right, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
and uh, it was a really tough time and like being able to meet other people who come from similar backgrounds right uh, right like because uh, we've got this such a wide cultural diaspora here um, to help you acclimatize and like learn how to live in Toronto was really great and I like the idea that um, it wasn't just actual people it was ghosts right them. and there's so much history in Toronto uh, that like the city is built on like it's cool of you to take a positive spin on something that could be kind of well, a scary yeah. story right like yeah. you know yeah. but it's, it's it's like it's like the sixth sense like PG version like the happy version <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. That's a cool idea, man. I like that. Um, which artist are you working with this year? Uh, so this year I'm working with a friend of mine um, who, because it's funny you brought up like, you know, getting education here. So she was a OCAD student. Um, she did design. Her name is uh, Cleopatra Peterson. Uh, she had a story in volume three as well. Uh, so she didn't want to do design, I guess. She wanted to be more of a, like an illustrator and an animator. And sure. I kind of pressured her into applying. <laughs> the third one, like, you've got a great art style. You're going to be good for this. And she, she did get in and she, got a, she had a story in the third one. Uh, so for the fourth one, um, we decided to pitch a story together. And we, we both grew up mostly in Scarborough the same way. So she said to me, I want to write a story about kids stealing this car from this strip club because it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, I can do that. Awesome. And uh, that was kind of how we, we got together. So she's, she's, she's great. She's a real talent. Uh, she had to move back home because she's originally from Kingston, I think, so she had to move back. But I think she's trying to get back into the city because you can never leave Toronto forever, I think. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Who are you working with this year? Uh, I'm working with uh, James Real. Um, he... Uh, he did a story in the second anthology, but he's, a, I think, a, a, again, a designer, illustrator who works for um, app companies as well. He does works for Big Blue Bubble, the guys who do My Singing Monsters and stuff like that. So I was actually, like, I'm a huge My Singing Monsters fan, so... I'm not familiar with My Singing Monsters. Oh, it's this, uh, it's this amazing, and I'm not being sarcastic, it's like this really incredible app... Um, that's also like incredibly mind-numbing and stupid, but um, where basically you just buy monsters and they sing. Okay. And the more you buy, the like more instruments you get in the song that you create, and it's it really taps into like just the the endorphins of my brain. Sure. Like every like five hours, I have to go back on and yeah, you yeah, know hatch yeah. the eggs and feed my monsters and sure, stuff. So sure, sure. I've been like so it's like a Tamagotchi app, kinda, yeah, kind of like a Tamagotchi, or it's uh, it's that same like uh, Clash of Clans, Simpsons okay. tapped out, like right. just freemium game where you just you know speed things up and tap and you, there's no gameplay right, you know? right. Um, sure so but I really like the designs of the monsters I don't know how much of a hand uh, James had with all that but I know he works with those guys and okay, does design cool. work for them that's so, yeah. fun man it's cool when you get to meet all the people who do the weird stuff on the side oh yeah absolutely I mean? yeah. like you make chiptunes yeah Are I you do still making chiptunes yeah, oh yeah you still never have accepted my challenge what challenge? I've still never heard a Bob Marley chip tune from you. Did you challenge me to do Dude, that? I've been telling you this for years. Bob Marley chip tune. Really? Yeah, and you haven't done it. <laughs> okay. It sounds like it wasn't a formal challenge, though. You were yeah, just like, you didn't take out a glove and slap me yeah. in the face. Is this the real thing? I, I've bugged him enough. I know. <laughs> okay, I all right. Because all you ever, it's always bad religion, which is okay. Don't get me wrong. I love yeah, bad religion. Yeah, you better. It's always a bad religion. All right, then. So let's hear some Bob. You know let's hear what? some reggae. Email me a list. Yeah. Email me a list. Make yeah, it you formal. You do original stuff, though, too, right? I do, yeah. Don't you? Yeah. How do you 
you make a chip tune? Like, is it just getting a Casio keyboard and like plugging it into your laptop? Sometimes it is, really? yeah. But I don't do that. I just use, um, you know, like, are you familiar with like software? A um, little bit. Like audio software, like yeah, Pro Tools bit. and Logic yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, just Logic. Really? Yeah. That's it. That's it. Logic yeah. and uh, mouse, and that's you're done. <laughs> I know it's not very exciting <laughs> when, yeah. you, when you say it like that. That's all right. Is that is there good business in that? No. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Do you just really enjoy it? I, I do. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while. So if you're like in an elevator and you hear like a MIDI like chip tony version of something, does that excite you? Or are you oh, instantly yeah. kind of oh. No, it, it gets me going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. There, like there is like some business to be made in it because right. you always have like independent developers and you know like game sure. developers and stuff yeah. like that and there's so many studios around the city that like how you would have no idea how did you decide to do it though like how did I decide how did to do it to your attention oh I, I make chip tunes since well you grew up listening to like Nintendo music right like mm -hmm. I think yeah, we all probably yeah, yeah, of course. had like Nintendos yeah. and stuff and I don't know that was always usually my favorite part of like the games the music just sitting there yeah, just okay. like because it's just like yeah. it's made like it's composed yeah. to help you think about the game that's why there's no like lyrics in it or right. usually I mean back in the old days and anyways. Sean you're, you're a big Final Fantasy fan oh, yeah. and that's like the best exactly. yeah. music that exists yeah. right. it is right. yeah. I remember being at the warehouse back in the day when it was the warehouse and uh, in the orange room was it the government at the time? Yeah, yeah. Times, things they called so that thing yeah I know in the 90s yeah. late 90s I think it was and Dr. Octagon was there. Pretty sure it was Dr. Octagon and Ninja Tunes. But they, he, had a, he had a version of Castlevania. Mm. Like, na 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 Have you yeah. heard this? Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's yeah. like a crazy like version. And that went on, and the place lost its mind. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I believe like, it. That song is unbelievable, that version. That's pretty much all he did was just kind of loop over with fatted beats the Castlevania theme. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it's like video game music fans are like their own entity yeah. and they're just as hardcore about music as any genre that's so yeah. weird it's cool that's so weird <laughs> I bet you there's people out there who like freak out about like 50s like commercial jingles there's probably like yeah. whole <laughs> communities of people yeah. like and then within that community there's a community of the people who just like the serial jingles yeah for sure you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and they're obsessed with that it's so crazy many. how it breaks yeah. down oh I yeah, love it though what are you what's your entry this year uh, I the story that I'm drawing I'm not writing one this year okay uh, it's by Stephanie Cook. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Super talented. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's kind of about her family coming from a war-torn country to Toronto. So it's based, it's rooted in real life. Right. Uh, and it just has a lot to do with her family history. So it's kind of cool to be a part of telling that story. Right. Because it's so personal and, you know, it's That's very awesome, yeah, heartwarming. It's cool that it's naturally a lot of the stories in the anthology end up being about, you know, new cultures or immigration because that's literally that is, every yeah, story. Exactly. Like, you know, it's not like they're trying to go that way. It's no, no. the way the city has been built yeah. over there. Is, you know what's cool? The, uh, the St. Lawrence Market. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this. The gates of the St. Lawrence Market used to be like our like Statue of Liberty. That's where the immigrants first came in. The first thing you came oh, if you came oh, by oh, boat. I did not know that. When you came by boat, because that's the the harbor front wasn't off that mm -hmm. far out there. Right. Like, the, like I think the first two miles or something of harbor, that's all man-made. Mm -hmm. Like okay. like yeah, yeah. the, the lake used to go up to right? the. the you know how when you're driving on the Go Train, I don't know if you guys take the Go Train much, but when the Go Train comes into Union Station there. There's an old house face that they kept on the wall. Okay, yeah. And it yeah. says like 1200 like Lakeshore Road. Mm -hmm. The tracks were once Lakeshore Road. 
So that's okay. kind of how far up it came, and that was all built, built rubble. Whatever. I was always wondering why yeah. that house was always like that's that's just where like, it was. That's crazy. Man. Yeah. So uh, the St. Lawrence Market gates were the first thing you saw. That was like your entrance into Toronto. Cool. So that was like the big, you know, that's what the immigrants saw. I Toronto. Yeah. yeah right. You know. So. Something you know is stuck in my head because you know when you you know the layout of the the city. You know, yeah, now, right? Yeah, listening, you don't. Yeah. But when you take away that chunk, it makes total sense. That basically from the tracks down, yeah, everything exist, lines up. Yeah. Which sometimes I dream about. Maybe that it wasn't made well and it will sink into the <laughs> lake and we won't have a gardener anymore. That'd be cool. It's Emerald City Comic Con right now mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you guys yeah. got friends out there. Most of oh, us yeah. probably do. And oh, Mighty Mike Ruth. Yeah, oh, is he there? Shout out. Yeah. Cool. In, uh, in Emerald City. I think he's having a fun time. But uh, I've seen a lot of pictures from people who are out on the waterfront and on the harbor front. And a few mm-hmm. people have just been like, oh, like I hate, I feel even more shame for my city of Toronto <laughs> now. Because I guess it's just gorgeous, like the way they've got it all right. set up. Yeah. So I hope that the revitalization continues. Because it is nicer down there with some of the parts sure. they've yeah, made yeah, yeah. and, you know, cleaned it up. but. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a beautiful city, so it's, yes. it's fun to see. That's know? good. I didn't know that. Sean, did you draw that old kind of the way it looked when she when the characters are coming into Toronto? Or did you, like did you Maybe, maybe. Well, I guess you guys <laughs> can tell me. Like, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Who edited that story? <laughs> yeah. Was it a decision to? Uh, not what was the decision behind not writing as well this year? Uh, more talent, I think, to get more talent into oh, the book. Which that's sweet of you. Well, yeah, was like, yeah it's, that's it's right. My it was. Decision, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he yeah. had yeah. some very good pitches, but there was this oh, idea. Oh, you did that, try. Okay, yeah. I failed. No, they were good. They're, I realized they're, you tried. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's just they sucked. Yeah, oh, they um, were really bad. No, what it really was, because um, I remember like this meeting. This was a very conscious decision we had. Is because we're doing color, we're just doing fewer stories. About ten fewer stories than we. Last uh, year, right? Um, so we had this thing where there were a lot of re- like really great talents that we wanted to include, and we knew that no matter what, Sean was going to be in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it would have been stupid not to have him in the book. <laughs> yeah, and um, he had some great story ideas that were kind of similar to some other newer um, contributors. So we sort of made a decision that, and we talked to Sean. We we're like, "Yeah, would you be cool illustrating?" And then, like, right, right, yeah, and of, of course, because like, I mean, yeah, well, the more people that get in this book, the better for the book's of future course. and for yeah. and for other for the community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. There you go. Just having to look even nicer than usual, yeah. eh? So that's what I tell oh, people. Like, like, he, he was pissed. Like he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I smashed a table. Yeah. Like, you have no idea. I'm Sean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, uh, Sean, uh, I've. My show, oddly enough, even though being a Toronto podcast, I'd made a lot of friends in Michigan initially, and my mm-hmm. show took off a little bit there. So all I was ever saying to kids out in Michigan was, Sean Daly, Sean Daly, Sean Daly. Uh-huh. And that started kind of spreading. And then at home, people started noticing, Sean Daly, Sean Daly, Sean Daly. Think this might be the year, Sean Daly. Things, uh, we're spreading wings with you, yeah. dragging you down to Philly. Yeah, that's right. The great Philadelphia Comic Con. And are you going to do Motor City? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, that's going to be bananas. That's what I'm telling everybody. If you do any con outside of Ontario, Motor try City. to do Motor yeah. City Comic Con. It's, 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 it's amazingly... It's an amazingly similar, almost, uh, you know, like hybrid to Toronto. It's this weird thing where they got this 
It's a smaller scale because Toronto's so epic. Right, right, right. But Michigan's a very tight knit comic community family, yeah. and they're all just trying to hold each other up That's and help each other out. And they also have a Michigan Comics Anthology. Nice. But uh, not about Michigan. It just it features just, oh, Michigan yeah. artists. But they do. Have, so it's the same kind of thing. People all trying to, you know, just show each other off, help each other out. And uh, yeah, it's exciting for you because. Uh, your name got into uh, in a few interesting years. Yeah, thank you yeah, for yeah. that, by the way. Whatever, <laughs> man. Uh, Ryan Stegman's a big fan of yours, Sean Daly. He, um, he's a good artist. Should we tell yeah. the story? <laughs> yeah. I've told this story before, but I can't help it, because I love this story, because uh, this just goes to show people being nice. Uh, this year at Fan Expo, they were back doing the, uh, the portfolio reviews for oh, okay, Marvel. nice, yeah. And, of course, you good yeah. on you. you went thought and, I'd uh, give it a shot. Yeah. So who were you speaking with? You weren't with Casada. No, no. Yeah, I'm, unfortunately, no. No. The other guy. That's good yeah. enough. Um, so he's sitting there. He's talking to Sean, and Ryan Stegman walks by, and pops his head into the conversation. This is this guy. This guy right here. He gives him a little like like push up. So you know. I think I turned red. And I was like, oh my god. Oh. It was just really like super nice. I can't believe that. Yeah. Team, you know. But he's kind of their tie as much as. Uh, he doesn't do courses and stuff, but you can go to Ryan Stegman at, at any time for advice or, yeah. you know, a friendly conversation, and he's happy to give it. He's a super, super oh, yeah. cool dude. You know? Yeah, there's definitely a few of those uh, yeah. people around this, or, I mean, around this this area, too, because, you know, I I guess he does do courses, too, but someone like Jim Zub, I think, is, like, super, oh, yeah. goodness, super yeah. nice, really super generous. Yeah. Um, that's that's and, right. And he does teach animation at Seneca. I heard about the Toronto Comics through him. Through him, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah. There you go. Yeah. And just announced, I believe, Mr. Zub is now writing Uncanny Avengers. Yeah, yeah. which, uh, which See, is great. Yeah. Deserve, he deserves the. Uh, Biggity boom. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Adam Gorham. Um, Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. What's going on? I know. You know. And the, Jeff and Jeff Lemire is now his underwater welder is being optioned or being produced by Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Yeah, it's a film. Yeah. That's so. a big... Things are out of control. Things are out of control. <laughs> when is this bubble going to burst? Yeah. yeah. See, uh, we've talked about SourcePoint Press before. Yes. Quite familiar. And it's a it's a publishing company, independent okay. out in Michigan. Yeah. And uh, they, they're coming to Toronto Comic Con this year for the first time. Oh, nice. It's the... They're, they're, I don't want to say Canadian debut because I'm not sure if they've done Windsor. Okay. Because okay. they're right over the border. Yeah, right. They yeah. might have done Windsor. But this is their big Toronto... Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, and we say Comic Con, do you mean the one... Like, coming up, yeah, yeah, coming up, yeah. yeah. Uh, March seventeenth, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, they're coming out. They just got a table. They they have usually a big setup, but just a few of them are coming out. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited because uh, it feeds off each other. Yeah, and right. they, Travis McIntyre, who runs SourcePoint Press, has taken it steps further. And he got to a point where he started, you know, with his master budgeting skills, started mm -hmm. budgeting out money for other things and getting financing for whatever. I don't know how he does this. It's wizard powers. Uh -huh. But uh, one of his comics, Rotten Tale, okay. uh, by David Hayes, who's also a script writer. He's done some acting. Uh, they're making a movie of it right now. Oh, nice. Cool. Uh, by themselves. Like, you know, didn't like sell the script. They're making it no, themselves. They raised the money. They uh, did all the... Corinne yeah. Nemec, uh, Parker Lewis, Can't Lose. Okay. Parker yeah. Lewis stars in the movie as Rotten Tail. <laughs> oh, nice. And, you know, it's it's just cool to see how things can grow off each other. And I, I think that if there's anything missing in Toronto, it's that... It's maybe that one thing, you know what I mean? Like, Chapter House is kind of it, 
The chapter yeah. houses are kind of classy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think Toronto needs a little bit more party, maybe here and there. Do I know? don't. I don't think chapter house is that classy. I say this because I'm you also know. an editor for chapter house yeah, too. Well, yeah, I don't so, mean. I'm not trying to say. I don't mean snooty. No, no, I know you know. I, 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 I didn't I mean? see that. Like, but I'm like, I'm. I'm not very classy at all. So. <laughs> yeah. No, but I. But they because they have two wings, right? They've got um, their chapter verse, which you know, if right. you're going to say yeah. something's classy, that's their. You know. They hire artists, they do this, but then they right. also have their creator own line, which I think is a little bit more like they're if, if you make something, they're always happy to you know look into oh, yeah, no, 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 sure, sure, sure. So there's a bit more, I think there's more grit on the um, on the self publishing side of the chapter house, uh, right, right. Okay, stuff. let me yeah. put it okay, let me yeah. take it away from the from the press thing and make it more of a Toronto, Michigan thing as far oh. as. <laughs> Uh, this can also be applied a little bit to Fan Expo, as much as yeah. I love Fan Expo, sure. and maybe the community at times. Uh, and even we've talked about this, but like like after parties and stuff with Fan Expo, Fan Expo, Toronto can be a little bit dry, maybe a little a little lacking on the on the the party side. Oh sure. And I'm yeah. being a bit biased as maybe a guy who loves to have a great time. Yeah. And I'm just the podcaster. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would never like I don't get the <laughs> comics. I don't. You know, I'm lucky right. enough to be accepted. By this community as someone who loves to promote it and loves to talk to these people right, yeah. and have great conversations. So I, you know, you try to make it a fun time. But I go to cons other places and it's it's 72 hours of fun. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not shows over. Let's get dinner. And it's then go like home that and one tomorrow to do. Yeah, like, right. It's like that one town that. in Westworld, right? Like Pariah or whatever. Pariah. Oh yeah. 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 Like we're just people just running around naked. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I wish we had more of that. You know, but sure. you know, a lot of places are working on. I'm working on it myself every year. I try to at least get like a certain group of people like after Fan Expo for like once. We had one great year at uh, what is it, the Loose Moose? Yeah, right across the yeah the street. Yeah, under it's not when you kind of first met Stegman. Yeah, I think that was like around. We went. We just picked a spot, and Mm -hmm. this was really cool because a bunch of us needed a place to go. Let's go, whatever. Let's go over there. We went to the Loose Moose downstairs thing. Yeah, and in walks Stegman, Mm -hmm. and in walks. I'm t- why am I blanking? Batman. Um, bald. Bruce Wayne. Oh, oh David Finch. Yes, Finch, <laughs> Finch walks in. Right? And, and people just kept walking in and walking yeah. in. And it was like just nobody planned it, but it turned into this like the core of like the cool kids yeah. hanging out in this bay. And I was like, this needs to happen more often. You know? Yeah, yeah. I you're you know, and I'm not saying we need to rage, but man, like you go to places like a lot of cons down south have like, you know, Think karaoke tournaments afterwards just things don't stop but also it's different because uh, a lot of other shows Toronto being an epic city the Metro Toronto Convention Center being so huge a lot mm-hmm. of other places the show is attached to the hotel right and everybody's kind of uh, there just, so it's yeah. like a central so it really is like it's a three day constant hmm, even when sure. the show's not on the it's show, still on everybody's yeah, right. still together yeah. you know yeah. everybody always kind of they break off in Toronto everybody goes home and yeah. stop being pansies kids <laughs> stay out late yeah. next time let's have some fun you know yeah there have been times where I've gone because like, you know I, I, like I said I live in North Toronto so it takes me right. 45 minutes to get home and then right. if People are like, yeah, we're going out for stuff. I'm like, yeah. I don't have to go yeah. all the way back downtown and then go back up and then go back downtown tomorrow. <laughs> so a bunch of old fogies yeah. around here. <laughs> um, one thing I love about Chapter House is uh, is uh, they really went with some cool stuff, especially oh. since like Pitiful Human Lizard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blowing up this year. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of stuff I want to see. Um, I'm very careful when I talk about this kind of thing because I mean to offend no one. But there is a lot of repetition, shall we say, in Canadian comic books 
for these sure. superhero Where, comic books. And I think books you mean specifically Canadian themed superhero. Particularly, yeah, I yes, think you know. So, and I, you I know, think I see what you're saying. For and sure. a lot of stuff is great. A lot of stuff that goes on, but I love when something like the pitiful human lizard comes up. Set mm. in Toronto. Yeah. Not necessarily about Toronto. Not hey, look at me, we're Canadian. Yeah, he's as Canadian as Spider-Man is American. Like yes. you know, he lives in New York yes, or sort of like absolutely. Yeah. That's um, totally what I meant yeah. to say. You know, and there does seem to be this. Um, this trend, because uh, I mean, you know, Chapter House has cultivated a lot of past Canadian superheroes, right. and there d- did seem to be a trend to make a an equivalent of Captain America, yes. right? And and one of I I wouldn't say that the challenges, but one of the things to be aware of is yeah, like we have some, a character like Northgard, mm-hmm. uh, who is you know a Canadian themed superhero who is different than Captain America and was made to be different when he was created. But we have to be very aware of that, and we do and not just tell the same stories where right. they have yeah. to go around with the flag and you know fight <laughs> bad guys who don't like freedom or what you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that that's that's a fair thing, and that's definitely a challenge that um, chap. I just as I know as a, a, on editorial, like chapters has been very conscious of. of Trying to that's make cool each to hear. person. That's great to hear. Yeah, you know, you know, and it's not just Chapter House. There are copycats around. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, and God bless them. They're doing their thing. They're yeah. making comics. But I, you know, I'm a big fan, and that's why I first got into Shay's work a lot. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, Shay yeah, yeah. Han. It was because these, you know, these little comic books that are, are timeless and placeless in a way a lot yeah. of the times. So you could tell he he really loves kind of the pulpy oh, yeah. stuff you know, like a lot which yeah. is a big Toronto thing yeah um, it's weird how places you know you think a huge city like Toronto had, would have it's kind of a little bit of everything but mm-hmm. there there are certain things here sci-fi is huge here fantasy sure, yeah. is huge here horror not so much very disappointing you know <laughs> um, Michigan nothing but horror like yeah. they are a horror crazy State over there. I wonder why that is. Should be going Montreal. Yeah. Montreal's huge on, on horror. You know, Source mm-hmm. Point. That's one of their main things mm-hmm. is the horror books. And yep. they're incredible. Yeah. So John good. Seal, yep. Casey Pierce and, uh, and Nora, The Rot by David Hayes and Sean Seal. And, you know, they're just doing some crazy stuff down here. Nice. But we do have this kind of niche on the the sci-fi fun you know stuff like Black Black Hole Hunters Club right on right you know, on yeah and even the feel the kind of retro-y feel in a way of Pitiful Human Lizard you know mm-hmm. sure I mean to a certain yeah, extent yeah, not the, that it's retro well, but it's got yeah. a it's, there's definitely a big sci-fi element with a yeah, lot of the supporting stuff you know and that's yeah. a big thing here and it, it you know it just keeps on going but fantasy is, is huge too I've no, oh yeah with Songs for the Dead uh, oh, the yeah. which was I thought was awesome but it was yeah. very like felt like reading like an old school fantasy uh, adventure Adventure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of Chapter House, Life, Death, and Sorcery. Right, yeah. Danny's Danny, Ball, yeah. fantastic book. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite books of this year, uh, Neon Black, Which, by Kevin Briones. I haven't, I haven't uh, oh, read that one. Oh, goodness, fellas. I met him yeah. at the Mississauga Comic Expo. Oh, nice. You know this book? No. Oh, my God. I know. Oh. I've been pushing it a lot lately. Okay. Um, I pushed the last episode even, too. <laughs> but I was talking to... Uh, a sci-fi writer for sure last week and that came up but this book it, people need to see it around here mm-hmm. uh, it's so much fun and it's beautiful it's one of those because he's like a painter and stuff too. oh nice yeah. and a lot of that's coming which is a lot of what mm-hmm. SourcePoint does I yes. love that style yeah. like yeah. painted comic books if you have the time to do that I know it's an expensive yeah. time oh, consuming yeah. process yeah. but the result is so worth it to absolutely me. Like, yeah you know so yeah 
I can't say much more else because I don't want to spoil any of it. You guys got to check out Neon Black. Cool. It's, Neon yeah. Black. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Super cool Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. So, uh, what else? Can we talk about the anthology? Who else is involved? Who sticks out? Jim Zub did a cover again, though, yes? Uh, Adam Gorham did. Sorry, Adam yeah, Gorham. Yeah, the other Sorry. guy who's going places. Yeah, the yeah. other guy who's <laughs> yeah. going places. Um, yeah, yeah, this is Adam Gorham's forward. Jim Zub did the forward last year. He did the forward in volume two. So we've actually oh, like had... Uh, we've been really... <laughs> no, that's fine. This is, all, yeah. this is fine. Um, I, like, I had to think about it for a second, and I've been editing these books. So um, We've had a really awesome uh, kind of lineup of forward writers. Like, we started with Ty... He yeah. did the first one, which is great. <laughs> yeah. And then Jim Zub did the second. Ryan North did the third. And now we got Jeff yeah. Lemire doing the fourth. So That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. It's yeah. been uh, pretty excellent. Um, yeah. And then, so this is uh, Adam Gorham's fourth cover. He's done four for four. Yeah. Um, and I think it's actually my, f- I mean, uh, whatever. I would say this anyways, but I really do think it's my favorite of his covers. It's a good one because um, it mixes in the old covers too, though. Yeah. There's a lot of old elements from other stuff. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And I just, the perspective is just a little different than the other ones too, I think, like, because right. you're really looking down. It's got Honest Ed's in it, yeah. um, which yeah. is, I think, very appropriate for this year. Yeah. yeah. It's um, kind of sad, but so appropriate. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's cool, man. <laughs> it's, uh, I was going to say, it's something. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. um, I forgot it's from Oh, that's good. You're, yeah, I can see I'm it. I see it in your eyes. I'm yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. The title change. Yes. The title change. Rather than just straight up volume, volume four, four, we've gone with Young, young at, at Heart. heart. Yes. Yeah, that's a good idea, I think. Yeah, I think the, the idea is exactly the idea that you would assume it was for, which yeah. is that when you try and sell these books, people go, well, I, I don't have the first one. Right. Uh, and then you go, well, no, no, these are standalone. You don't have to worry about it. Right. Um, you know, you could call it Toronto Cox 2017 or whatever, but I think it yeah. just... Um, we just Sounds wanted more like a price kit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah, or a car or something. But, uh, yeah. So we just wanted to uh, to g- make it unique, you know. And it still is Volume Four, but it's just not called Toronto Comics Volume Four. It's called Toronto Comics Young at Heart. Uh, we we're trying to. We went through a lot of Toronto-based puns, and I think that one was the most accessible to. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, we had one I like that Dundas in it, but I don't know. Was it been there Dundas or something? Yeah, something weird. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I think that that would have gotten rid of. It. I think that would have eliminated a few sales. Like someone picked it up, read that, and slowly. Oh, someone's like, gotta at least okay. make a print. Get on this yeah. and draw been that. Make Dundas. an image for yeah. that somehow. Yeah. Come on, that's yeah. fantastic. You guys got the mini comic ready for the Comic Con? Yeah, too, right? um, they just came. Man, I think we're going to be selling them, or not selling them, giving them away uh, tomorrow at the uh, One Day uh, Paradise Comic Show right. that's happening. Nice. Um, and then hopefully you'll be seeing them all throughout the cities, you know, at uh, different comic book shops. And, and that's exciting. Things we got to get some down to Clarkson. People always forget about little uh, altered <laughs> states because it's little itty bitty altered states down in Clarkson. No, but right. it's Ty Templeton's personal LCS, as well as Mr. Adam Gorham is there. Again, I don't know if I should say this. Well, what, where they are? Because there's some... Yeah, oh. No, uh, Adam Gorman was there last year for Free Comic Book Day uh-huh. with Stephanie Line. Right. And uh, I believe he's returning again this year. Cool. I just don't want to say for sure that he is yeah. and me be wrong and get everybody <laughs> Oh, excited. sure. I thought you were like, I don't want to say where he shops in case like no, some crazy no, no, fan no, no, like, not at all. just shows no, up. No, no. Clarkson yeah. Kid. These are Clarkson Kids. I'm yeah. so proud of that fact. You know, yeah. L5J represent... Because uh, it's, it's how... Very often... I go in there on a Sunday to pick up my comics, and there's Ty Templeton. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, and I walk in, and Karen's like, hey, AJ, and it's like, yeah, you know, 
We're just yeah. hanging no out. No big deal. I'm yeah. just, yeah. And just I love the cars. fact, you know, that because these guys, Altered States is ran by two brothers, Doug and Dave. Okay. And this is year 27 oh, that wow. they've been open, I think. Yeah. And they were real young. Want to open a comic shop and opened one in Clarkson. It's bounced around Clarkson a bit. They had sure. one uh, one location had a restaurant next to it that blew up. Whoa. The stove blew up oh, and blew out yeah. over Lakeshore Road. So literally. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. And yeah. the wall caught on fire and it was their classic comic wall. Oh, Plus that oh week they had decided let's rebag the entire store. Oh. So all the back issues were out open. Jesus. Okay, yeah. 200,000 comic books lost. Wow. Smoke damage. Not oh, burned. Yeah, just... They're, that's the worst part, is they're sitting there, and you're like, ah. <laughs> so these guys could have retired easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, like, you know, cause they, had, they had an amazing fantasy. They had a bunch of right, stuff, right? right? And, uh, was there, did the amazing fantasy get damaged? I don't think so. Okay. I think that one was out. There was a couple that got saved. They didn't lose yeah. all their comics. Right. But they lost, like, 200,000 comics. That's a lot of thousand <laughs> comics. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I think the back room, they had stock, right, too, of course, or something. Yeah. And, uh, but they were like, no, they opened up again. Uh, just down the street a little. And these guys have their... They don't get involved in any of the drama you see. Uh, like understood and understandably or not you know how some comics there was a recent like uproar like pick up your pull lists you know that's kind of a oh, charge yeah. right now okay yeah that stuff goes on I've noticed a bit of that online you know like, there's these little things yeah. that happen in the industry yeah. and they never yeah, even have a thing to say about it they're just like <laughs> yeah whatever yeah. you know they have their ordering down to such a T yeah. Their customers down to such a T. They know exactly what they need. Yeah, nothing and sells nothing out. Nothing goes yeah. to waste, mm-hmm. and they yeah. just clean. And they clean it up. You know, it's all it's great little store. I love it. And they're always in there arguing about like they're comic book guys. Yeah, and they wouldn't even mind me saying this. They're like right. Simpson style. Yeah, you know, comic book. Who would win a fight, <laughs> Spider Man yeah. or Batman? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's fun. So we're even spoiled with shops. What are your guys' LCSs? Because we've got uh, thirty thousand of them around. So I also I I've been working at and my at my LCS, which I've been going to since I was um, seven. Nice. But it's uh, Paradise Comics, yeah, right, right yeah. by the Young and Lawrence area. Yeah. And they're, they're excellent. They're I went awesome. for my first time this year. Oh yeah. And that's when I chatted with Sam and Stephanie when they right had on the, with um, Skelton and Hapy. Skelty and Hapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, That's my first and only time there, but it was fun. Yeah, well, yeah. come back. It's, I will. it's good. I will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if that was before or after the renovations or like during. I um, think it was after. Okay. Because it looked nice when I was there. Yeah. So I think it was. Because they essentially had doubled their length. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah it so, was then. Yeah. 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 So How about you, Jeff? Where do you shop? Um, well, I, since the store I used to shop in Scarborough, I think closed down many years. It was a, a Planet X. It was called. Mm-hmm. And I think they moved someplace else, or they're just closed now. But uh, and I moved a lot in my life, so I never really stick on anywhere else. But I work around Paradise Comics, so Paradise Comics is now my uh, LCS as well. Right. Um, so I like walk past it. I know like most of the staff now, and uh, it's a pretty. It's a nice little. It's a nice little place, but they have like a, a pretty good uh, selection of things, and um, they just renovated, like Aaron was saying. So it's kind of cool uh, and new. Uh, the front half of the store is still the old store, and then the back half of the store is like a completely different looking <laughs> store. It's kind of neat, but... <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, so it's definitely Paradise um, forever now, yeah. It's yeah. Paradise forever. Where are you, where are you shop? I just come here. You just come here now? Yeah. That's easy enough. Yeah, we had... Well, let's a, here, no, I just... Have? No, uh, I don't know if they do, actually. Do they probably do. Regular? 
Uh, I'm only reading Star Wars and Invincible right now. What are you reading Star Wars wise? Uh, just I'm catching up on the current Marvel. So sad Vader ended. Yeah, I haven't yeah. finished so it yet, but good. It, it's good. yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, although I'm excited for I'm, I've been really liking Doctor Aphra so far, which is kind of the spiritual successor. Same yeah. writer, obviously you got the character Doctor Aphra. Yeah, so. I have the first two, but I haven't yeah. read them yet. So it's a little goofier than. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, it's more okay. like she's a more comedic character. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, she'll get uh, triple. Zero and uh, <laughs> BT. Other, BT. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's, they're doing great things. So I'm glad because yeah. I didn't know what would happen because I'm a big Dark Horse guy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like that's how I got into Star Wars. Uh, through the comics, that's believe it or not. Maybe how I morphed from a fan to a fanatic, I yeah. think, was those Dark Horse comics Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and I've, oh man, I have many. And I was such a, when, when the whole thing happened, I was like, you telling me yeah. my six long boxes mean nothing? Yeah. Now? <laughs> what do you mean? You know, but they stuck to their word and they pull heavily from the EU. Yeah. Which is great. I like, mean, Thrawn came back. Yeah. So yeah. Quinlan Voss you know, has been Voss, in it. Yeah. Like, they did yeah. like, lots of cool stuff. What are we looking at? What I just this? picked this up. It's a Star Wars. Star Wars oh, boy. It's a huge. It's like a 200 cover, oh uh, 200 the, page. It, all the, wow. uh, um, the covers? That guy, what's his name? Dave. Uh, Oh my it's God. just oh. the original page scans from yeah. all the Dark Horse stuff. That's so nice. Like the original yeah. artwork. And it hasn't been touched wow. up in Photoshop. Wow. Yeah. A lot of it beautiful. isn't even colored. It's absolutely insane. I found it at BMV for 20 bucks. What? Yeah. yeah. You um, get to meet Dark Horse... Star Wars inker and artist Mr. Mark at Philly finally in Philly oh my god my my friend Mark McKenna (laughs) yeah that's right Um, I got to know McKenna a couple years ago in in Michigan in Motor City is when I first met him and uh, it was because he did Star Wars I didn't know he was so prolific do you guys know Mark McKenna no no. he's done what has he done over 30,000 pages of Marvel and DC (laughs) he's one of the most prolific inkers Nice. In the history of anything, right? And uh, an amazingly cool guy. I'm sure I've, without so even now, noticing yeah, it, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I guarantee it. Um, and that's actually it's his one little bit of a regret. He loves the fact that he's known as like the Iron Horse, right? The guy who's yeah. done like more, more pages than anybody. Yeah. yeah. But he's never been known for one character. Right. Um, yeah. But I'm like, dude, you've known you're known for them all. Yeah. You know, you did Spidey, you did Avengers, right. you did yeah. Doctor Strange, you did whatever, you know. And every time something pops up, on, I'm friends with him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And when Doctor Strange came out, yeah. you know, he's like, oh, I capitalize on that now. So yeah. <laughs> like Doctor Strange, like anybody interested in these ones? Yeah. You know what I mean, so every he has something involved. You yeah. can almost capitalize on everything that comes out. Yeah, he's like a Funko Pop figure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But an amazingly cool guy, and I initially interviewed him to ask him about Star Wars, because I wanted to know, because he did... what did you do, Empire of the Sun? Uh, I think it was um, you did. Or just Empire? Or? <laughs> Empire of the Sun. Empire of the Sun sounds like a Japanese thing. Yeah, no, it is. Is that the like manga? Run. Okay. Yeah. Why am I not remembering exactly? Are we talking He's about, in, kill me for about Star Wars in particular or something that's not Star Wars? No, it is Star Wars. It's yeah. Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, okay. And then oh, okay. subtitle. I think it was just before after Blood Ties, because he might have done a bit of Blood Ties, I think, too. But they, that's the thing with Star Wars, they reuse shit, too. Yeah. Then they did Boba Fett Blood Ties and stuff, or Django Fett. Yeah, Django Fett Blood Ties, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's how I initially met him, because yeah. I wanted to know about the Star Wars work. Right. And then he starts telling me about his time in the Marvel bullpen. 
Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, what? Where? Yeah. What? And he's like, oh, yeah. So he did all that time, man. It's amazing. Me and him. He's oh. Such a cool dude. He does his own book now called uh, Combat Jacks. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. It's about uh, aliens that come to Earth, but they look like pumpkins. Nice. <laughs> so it's basically a jack-o'-lantern assault invasion on Earth. Yeah. And it's the coolest story. And he does a kid's book now called uh, uh, Banana Tales. Okay. Which is about a monkey with a banana for a tail. Oh my god. There you go. Oh my god. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. to read that. Yeah, I was going to say Sam Noir type, yeah. It's yeah. crazy stuff. Like, oh, like driveways made of hair. Like, okay, yeah. Sam Noir. <laughs> yeah. Sounds That good. was probably after he ate that burger and just had his <laughs> favorite drink. Just hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So everybody here is pretty big Star Wars fans in this family. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, We all enjoyed Rogue One? Mixed, mixed yeah. feelings, mixed really? feelings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really. There's a lot I didn't, but again, it's because I'm such a hyper fan that there's going to be right. things I'll see. I'll be like, well, I don't know if I agree with that. Right. But then there's other things that I'll see. It'll be like, oh, that's amazing, you know. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I wasn't ups, it, I wasn't upset with it at all. You know, the same way I was after every prequel. <laughs> you know, um, so. I think it was it was a fine movie and it didn't I was worried that it was going to make me very very skeptical of the one a year format that they're doing right but I just thought it was like an okay but not amazing movie with a few problems in it which I think is fine like that's right. as far as if, if, you know it still had some really great Star Wars moments still added some great things to the uh, to the universe I think right. you know um, I really like K2SO um, yeah, that's a fun, fun guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a fun guy. Uh, didn't like Donnie Yen that much, and I think I'm like the only I, one on Earth. I really wanted Donnie Yen to be. I wanted him to be better, and I liked him fine, but he could have been better. See, what I think is he should have been, and this is—I mean, this isn't necessarily contradicting what you're saying, but I think he should have been worse. And what I mean by that is he's this blind guy who's like, yeah, I, I believe in the Force, and his friends like, you're nuts. The Force doesn't help you. You're gonna get yourself killed. Right. And then he just does all these amazing things like he can hear the lies in like or he can hear the murder in uh, 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 what's his name uh, Caspian's uh, like voice and he can shoot down TIE fighters with a crossbow yeah, like and he's blind that, yeah. and yeah. he does like he fights off 20 stormtroopers so at the very end spoiler alert spoiler alert right when he's got to flip a switch and he's like no I can do this the force and they're like oh, he's doing it he's doing it you're like I don't this doesn't mean anything of course he's gonna do it yeah, like he, he, he's, he shot a TIE fighter yeah he shot a TIE fighter down like, <laughs> I and I think if he was just this kind of skilled fighter who, who had been blinded and he can't quit he thinks he, he can do it but his friend doesn't let him and let's say you know when he has that first fight scene he's not doing this amazing like how's your foot and does yeah. all this stuff where he like maybe fights off one or two guys and then they just sort of overwhelm him or right. something and yeah. then you know uh, Baz is the other one right yeah, like yeah. shoots off them and you know he's like I could have fought them he's like no you would have gotten yourself killed all that stuff and every time he tries to do something there's like maybe a little bit of success but a lot of failure okay. so at the end when he's like Everyone's getting killed trying to flip the switch, and he's like, "I can do this." I think it would have been a a a much braver act because people wouldn't just be, "Oh, he'll be fine." Like people would be like, "Oh, what are you doing? Get back!" (laughs) He walks into this danger, and and then it would have been such a triumphant moment when he flips that switch, and it's like, "Yes, the force was with him," because it's actually the least impressive thing he does in the whole. It's hard. His disappointment is put Donnie Yen in a Star Wars movie and not make him a Jedi. Sure, it's I know what you're saying. It's still hard for yeah. me to correlate not putting a lightsaber in his hand. Yeah. Is like yes. good on you for putting him in one. Too yeah. bad it was one where he couldn't be a Jedi. Yeah. Yet, 
making him a guardian of the will. Thank yeah. you. Great. You know, yeah. just that title alone, you know. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I have to admit, I enjoyed it more than Force Awakens. Because I, I was one of those... A few people I just watched that. A New Hope guys. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, well, yeah. yeah, I think that is a, a totally legitimate knock against Force yeah. Awakens. And I think what a lot of people who were fans of it are saying, like, because I'm a fan, I know, yeah. like, Shane Kay, um, he was, like, okay with it, but the whole idea is, like, episode eight cannot be... Empire Strikes no, Back, no, and if no. it is, then the whole trilogy is a write-off. But if it's if if Force Awakens, yeah, if Force Awakens was saying, hey, it's you know this, we're taking control of this uh, thing. We're gonna give you something familiar, just so that you know that like this is for you, the fans, and then we're gonna start taking things in our own direction. Now, the problem is that's also what they said with um, Star Trek, uh, the first Star Trek reboot. Yeah. And then people were like, well, okay, it's kind of like it's just all things we know. As long as the second one isn't just Wrath of Khan, it should be okay. And then it was just Wrath of Khan. Yeah. So that was a big problem. Yeah. Uh, so, but it, I think that like Ryan Johnson is smart enough, and I think people have been vocal enough that they don't want just, you know, um, Luke training, training Ray. She goes and then finds out that Snoke is her dad or whatever. And then, um, you know, meanwhile, Poe and Finn are on the run from the, you know, the Imperials. Like, if it's just the same, and, and uh, their base gets overrun. They yeah, can't. they can't. They can't. They gotta change it. I mean, there was recent talk of uh, a J.J. Abrams, a few other people were saying that Mark Hamill might win an Oscar for his performance in this. Which they say about silly things yeah, like they that. Say yeah. that. Yeah. But I'm more excited about episode 8 than I was for Force Awakens. Or yeah, me too. Because I'm a Jedi guy. Yeah. I wasn't even a Star Wars guy. I'm a Jedi guy. I collect lightsabers. <laughs> oh, I see what you said. Yeah, yeah. Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. So, so these are the last ones. You know, yeah. 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 I just need some lightsabers. Let's yeah. make stuff happen. Yeah. You know? I, so, I will freely admit I, I cried a little when Darth Vader came out at the end of Rogue One. That was amazing. <laughs> so, just yeah. actual yeah. tears in my yeah. eyes. <laughs> so that's another thing because I love I loved that moment. Yeah. Right. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Was it. Great. How much better would that moment have been if you didn't have that stupid scene of him on Mustafar Ooh. with uh, Krennic? Yeah. yeah. When he's if, living. If you just if they just yeah if they yeah. just talk <laughs> about him. And you don't, and they keep saying, "Oh, Darth Vader's co- like coming," and then yeah. he shows up, like, and you hadn't seen him the whole time. And the whole time you're like, "Where's Vader? Where's Vader?" Yeah. And then you've got those oh, troopers or those rebels like lining up at the door, and yeah. they're just something's coming for them. They don't know what it is, and we know what it is, right. you know. <laughs> and then just that scene—that would have been so cool. Yeah. And yeah. said, "You've got to be careful not to choke Our on your aspirations." Aspiration. Yeah. Like, uh, no. Uh, with this weird neck thing too, it, it looked like a little... Halloween costume. Yeah, yeah. Well, they used like the costume from A New Hope. Oh really? Yeah. But what yeah. Was, there was still something. Wrong there was, that. It, yeah, it was you know, kind of weird though. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen it in a while, I don't know. I think they, the same. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And chest like, like kind of sticking out. And his mask yeah. wasn't shiny. Yeah. It was yeah. like yeah. dull. Sometimes yeah. his cape is under. Sometimes. It's <laughs> yeah. Under. yeah. Sometimes it's like tied with a little bow. Yeah. Okay. Memory is a funny thing. Yeah. 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 So I'm super super excited for episode. I'm just yeah. I do like that they've brought a little bit more mysticism to the Jedi. I love the prequels. I'm a prequel apologist. Okay. Like I don't think they're well, okay, well, I don't think they're well made movies. There's a lot that's crap yeah. about them, don't get me wrong. Just for me, they hit spots for me where I wanted to see a Jedi army. Yeah. I got to you see got a to Jedi, see a Jedi army, army. Yeah. right? I wanted to see the temple. I got to, see, got to the see the temple. temple yeah. This is how you I know, think that's totally fair. You know. And I will give him credit, which is that 
you know, the whole reason he walked away from Seven, I think, was a good reason, which is he said he always tried with all his movies to do something different. Right. And they just wanted to do A New Hope. A New Hope. And he was yeah. like, I, that, and I agree that that wasn't, the, it was the least exciting thing right. you could do. Right. Um, I don't like his prequels at all. Right. But they each one is way different. And that's, it's yeah. kind of hard. We, it's hard for people to wrap their heads around it because... Yeah. They're half kids' comedies. Here's the thing, half, like he's yeah. an amazing storyteller, but he's a shitty filmmaker. I when it comes down to it, like yeah, he likes to test boundaries and break yeah. boundaries and new machines. That's all cool too, but that still is not proper film construction. You know, when you go over crazy with your CGI yeah. and this and that, you've seen these fan films on TV where they take prequel stuff. Yeah. And then re-edit it, remove it, remove sure, it. For sure, yeah. And it's epic stuff. Yeah. You're like, how could that not have been the movie? Yeah. Well, like, I, think, I think he needs know? people to say no to him. Yeah. Um, which he had He had a lot of people say no to him for the first... I mean, it went through so many story drafts, right? It was originally about Anakin Starkiller right. and all yeah. this. And the, the droids were bumbling uh, like uh, Imperials. Yeah. This is really different. And... You know, a lot of people were also were just they were all, telling They were all little people. Yeah. They were all supposed to be little people. Oh, I, I didn't even know that. But Oh, yeah. when he, One of his original drafts was like Willow Styles, and they were yeah. all supposed to be little people. Oh, really? would have had Willow. Oh, and Willow was... That's why he it. did Willow yeah. after. He still wanted to do that. Really I appreciate really that. that yeah. But, you know, I think one of those things was he, f- he found a middle ground with uh, I think a lot of people and that turned out to be the biggest thing ever and right. the greatest thing ever and there were you know a lot of people who said this movie should never be made or whatever right. so when he when he made his next prequels when he, made, he just took everyone who believed in him right. which I think is fair like all his cinematographers who are like yes I see George's vision yeah. and so then when he goes okay you, you believed in me when no one else did let's make this movie together And but when it's just people who say yeah that sounds great when he goes let's have Yoda jump around with a little lightsaber and, and people are like yeah that's really good um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, there was no there, like you're saying someone needs to rein him in a little right? absolutely yeah. you know? and uh, I like that they brought a little bit of the mysticism back where like even in Rogue One seeing uh, Jedi yeah. and like the old monuments and the old Jedi mm-hmm. yeah. lying in the sand and I love that kind of stuff yeah. that's one thing they made the Jedi a little too uh, proper and a little too militaristic yeah. for me, but for sure. I still got to see a lot of the cool stuff, you know. Like, the, yeah. you know, what's big for me? Do you, you watch Tartakovsky's uh, animated oh, yeah. Clone Wars? Yeah, yeah sure. It's still, the biggest shame in the world that they're not part of canon, especially leading right into Episode yeah. Three. Although they introduced Grievous, right? So yeah, Grievous. true. That's, true. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I mean, I guess they knew he was going to be yeah. in the movie anyways, but but very cool stuff. Like, uh, like, you ever see that one where Anakin went to a planet and saved like that that race of people, and it had been prophesized yeah. that he was they're, to come and do that. Yeah. That was a really cool Cool. Taking up the guys. Yeah, additive, you know, and there was like, you know. There was a good scene when he sees the cave paintings of yes. like becoming Darth Vader, and he's like, huh, yeah. I don't know what that means. I'm like, I know what that means. Yeah, that was. No, we know what that means. <laughs> I know what that means. Yeah. yeah. So I love the fact that they they are. They didn't just like, oh, we'll pick and choose from the EU. They have no. pick and chose heavily. Yeah. Which. It makes it more fun to wonder about episode seven. Like, how is this going to work out? I don't think she's Luke's daughter. I don't think she's Obi Wan's daughter. No, I, I, I mean, I've got my, I've got my. What's theory. your theory? Come on, shoot. Look, it might not be right, obviously, but yeah. the thing that to me, again, I'm saying this maybe partly as a storyteller. I think the thing that like, me makes the most sense to me is if she is either a descendant or a clone of Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. You think so, they'll go with it? So the. I got a few reasons for that, um, but the one of the ones I think is that she, 
uh, I think a complaint of episode seven, which has some validity, but we have to see where it goes, is that she's way too powerful. Um, anytime she's come up against a problem, she can solve it on her own. Just as she's like, oh, like Kylo Ren wants to mind probe her. She just out, she's never been done Jedi stuff before, and she just out mind probes him. You know, in a lightsaber battle, she's just a better. And that's that's fine, but there needs to be, I think, a, a balance of power. And if you find out that she was, you know, and there's all these ideas of uh, you know the First Order being like neo Nazi and whatever. Yeah. This idea of they're used. She was originally a secret weapon to. You know, destroy the republic or whatever. Well, as they I, was in the news, one of the new books that came out has revealed more about the plans, about how Snoke is actually from the outer. He's from the unknown region. Like, he's oh, did they say that for sure? Distance, yeah, and uh, that the emperor did in fact have contingencies. Right. Like, so there you go. Yeah, right. So, they pretty much confirmed yeah. that you know that's how the imperial remnant survived. Yeah. Was able. Yeah. You know, because I think we had the oh, yeah. wrong impression. It also says from the first order mm. in the in the Force Awakens, where they're not like an empire. They're no. not no, the yeah. dominant force. I, no. I, I read you know, they're less powerful, less influential, yeah. right? They're smaller. I read they had like a I work at a children's toy store <laughs> and they have this like all these Star Wars encyclopedias that I read when there's no customers around or when there's customers around. Um, and there's a whole section about what happened and apparently um, like after the empire like collapsed they had this big civil war, and they, they the final fight was over, um, what's the planet that Ray lives on? Jakku? Yeah. And like that's where they defeated them, but um, the Empire surrendered to the New Republic, and then they just did the Treaty of Versailles, which was, right. I'm like, oh yeah, because they're idiots, just like they were <laughs> back then. What was uh, the in the books? Yeah, yeah. so they just like, yeah. you guys stay over there, and you're not allowed to make weapons, and it'll be cool. And they're like, no, that's not going to be cool. They're going to totally yeah. make like, Star Destroyers. Yeah. They yeah. made a giant Star Destroyer <laughs> and a giant planet yeah. killing gun again. And I'm yeah. like, well, of course they're going to do it. Yeah. It kind of bugs me that Luke would be hiding for so long, and then just simply finding him is going to bring him back. Do you think that'll be part of the turmoil? Like, whether he like, yeah, well, he seems to be going rating. through a lot of conflict for the three yeah. seconds that you saw yeah. him. Like, he, yeah. he went through so like much. five emotions. How long has he just been standing there since Ray was yeah. like a little five year old? Like, you know, right. I think it's pretty obvious she was in his academy. I see what think? I think it was. It seems yeah. pretty obvious. It's going yeah. off of my theory, is I think that um, they were launching this attack, they're going to make her as a this weapon. Yeah, Luke and a few people led some sort of. Um, you know, infiltration to try and stop this. They they're going to go destroy this weapon. And they find it's just like a little kid, and they're like, right. "Well, we can't kill her, but we can't let anyone find her." So they go and they hide her on this planet. Right. So that that's my whole. Oh, what do you think theory. made Genesis? She's Genesis. What do you think made uh, Kylo switch? Like, how do you think that relationship between him and, and Snoke would <laughs> do you even want my start? Other theory? Which yeah. is, I'm just, we'll just, I'm just gonna lay them all out. Just gonna go first. Yeah. I'm curious. Okay, so I think Snoke idea? is, and this is again, this could totally be wrong, <laughs> but you know, in the Mus- that crappy Mustafar scene, yeah, when he's got that weird kind of wrinkled servant who they have this weird close up of, who's like, there's a guest here to see you. Um, I think that person. Um, knew all, he knows all of Vader's secrets, right? He was his manservant in his special okay. secret castle. Right. Okay. So when and he's for, he's got force powers, he's got all this stuff. So at some point, he found Kylo, 
or Ben, when he w wanted to learn more about his grandfather and all this stuff, and he was like, I know everything about your grandfather. Right, right. Let me teach you. He was one That's of the most powerful people in the world. Yeah. And, and I think he, had, he was the only one with the kind of the authority to say all this stuff yeah. because anyone else who knew anything about him is dead. Or, right. you know, right, like right, Luke right, doesn't right. know anything yeah. about Vader, right? right? Like he just knows. That's one thing. They open a lot of questions. Yeah. Like episode eight's got a big plate full of stuff to yep. deal yeah. with. You know, it's, it's pretty out of control. It's nuts. What's your favorite part about Star Wars, Sean? My favorite part about <laughs> Star Wars? About the Star Wars. Do you, do you uh, ever, ever, are you into anything other than the movies? Have you ever read the comics or the books? No, this anything? is kind of my first venture into the... Uh, I've seen Clone Wars, like the uh, the animated, right, right, the right. 3D animated. Yeah, the, the Dave Filoni. Is that what that... Yeah, yeah. That is? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, that was amazing. I love yeah. that. You so, didn't see the 2D animated. No, I didn't. did uh, Samurai Jack. No, yeah. I haven't seen like that. that. I've seen the... YouTube a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, I heard that was really it good. It was torturous though, because originally they show them on Cartoon Network once a week, one chapter, and a chapter is only two minutes. What? So they showed that to you. There were these for little two segments. Minutes. They were like in little shorts after week. Oh, I think more than two minutes, but like yeah. seven. Yeah. 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 yeah, they're like a long commercial. Yeah. <laughs> so the, together, did they form like an hour, or two hours, or something like that? They put them all together. In the yeah. Like yeah. Half. yeah, it's like it's a movie, right? Okay. Cool. These comics you're reading now. Yeah, yeah. These are like kind of the first Star Wars stuff that I've I've read. Yeah. And then we play the card game. Yeah, the card which game. is very exciting. Star Wars Destiny. It's the card and dice game. Yeah, card and dice. Yeah. yeah. Just when you came in uh, to this to the uh, cafe, I had just opened a fifty dollars card. So, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. It's a, a Darth Vader. Yeah. It's a good game though. Yeah, it's a good game. Excellent. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good chunk of time. It's a good chunk of time for a podcast. Yeah. What else? Yeah. What else uh, what else can we add? Uh, Kickstarter. Oh, shit, yeah. Of course. You should yeah. plug it. Um, <laughs> we should talk about yeah. it a little bit. Um, yeah, oh, I, she's probably listening to this. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is going on? They <laughs> like, sure enough, I have to run okay. right now. Is that? Go. Yeah. Fine, go. You've stayed out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now, now that we're talking about the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Do your thing. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, uh, thank you, Sean. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, sorry, I got to run. Yeah. No, it's yeah. okay. We're well, just going to quickly say uh, yeah, so, awards and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to stick around because you're actually if this yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Sure. I'm going to talk about minutes? this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Even. All right. Okay, so if you go to tocomics.ca, oh my With an God. X. Let me actually just look this up, make sure yes. I have the exact right. With an X. Tocomics, with an X, dot com. Yes. T-O-C-O-M-I-X dot com. If you're interested in this um, anthology, it'll redirect you to our Kickstarter campaign, which, because we're currently trying to raise money for the month of March, to fund the printing and uh, distribution of this anthology. So you could pre-order your own copy for $20. For $20. Um, you get a physical copy of the anthology plus the PDF. In um, color. In color, full color. Um, but really, you can donate as much as you want. Okay, kids, there you go. Like I said, unfortunately, we got cut off due to running out of disk space, but these things happen during GorillaPod. Uh, but my extreme thanks to Mr. Aaron Feldman, Jeff Estrella, and Sean Daly for joining me on the show. Uh, before we so rudely interrupted and cut off Mr. Feldman, he was describing all those cool rewards and such that I described at the beginning of the show on the Kickstarter. So please go today, donate, pledge, support Toronto Comics uh, this weekend. Toronto Comic Con, March 17th. We're going to do it up, kids. But uh, until then, uh, that's all we're going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon. Take it easy. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And 
and uh, I got my blackjack gum here. I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling. 